Coach K is dead. Long live Tom Izzo. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as sometimes my most authentic co-host, Alex Plum. Plum, how are you doing, buddy? I'm great. I really wish you'd stuck to the outline here, but uh, but I'm here, and we are ready for a great week here on the pod. And as always... The most vanilla version of himself, Kevin Greck. Greckers, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm trying to even things out just a little bit. You know? <laughs> oh, I just saw your edit, Plum. I hate you. Don't want to go too over the top. Don't want to go. Even Don't want to get out. too excited here. Having myself an, an adjective. Ebrant. Yeah, an adjective you've <laughs> never experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, of course, everyone, for listening to the podcast. If we could ask a small favor. Please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It's the summer. We're moving into the summertime. It's the time to rate the podcast. It snowed today. Today it snowed. That's a Michigan problem. Uh, And, of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Grekers, what are we doing this week? Tell the people, if they're new to the show, what they can expect from a can't read, cannot write podcast. Sports! <laughs> and we begin with the green wall covering the the news in sporting on campus where then, gymnastics always leads. That's right. Gymnastics yes. is number 1. Uh, number 1 on this podcast. Uh then we have a nice ad read from our sponsor, Clada Coffee. Drink Clada Lansing. Google it. Uh then we'll talk about uh what's happened uh off Grand River. There's been uh some movement in coaching. Uh, around the various leagues, then we'll uh, not twi- not preview the spring game because we meant to, but we didn't do any of the work required to talk about it. So next week there will be a preview. Then, of course, as always, we'll take your Twitter questions. Uh, it is worth noting in case people maybe got confused. Uh, we will also be talking about football and basketball behind the green wall. Uh, oh, of course, it, yeah. it did maybe seem like this was going to be a gymnastics only podcast and what you know what? trying to say what yeah. do you not have any faith right. in our That's listenership it. hates women is what i just heard yeah you, you think everyone's just gonna bail because My all we told God. them we were gonna talk about is gymnastics you know and people come to this pod for gymnastics i should point out yeah people came to this pod and still do for men's water polo men's water polo a highly reputable and esteemed program at the michigan Club. state university Let's not upset the, the the listeners that we gained off of that. I, We're very start, appreciative start, of you, listeners. I'm going to start the same beef I started with the, the lacrosse club. Um, it's coming back. It's coming back. Don't put that evil. They, they don't call themselves lax. Just, just call yourselves lacrosse. L-A-X. That's, a, that's, that's a, an airport. Yeah. They, they do it because the X is a, is a cross, lacrosse, but it's awful, shameful. Do better lacrosse. This is why you'll never be a varsity sport. <laughs> and you certainly won't be on this podcast. Unless in July we really have nothing else to talk about, in which case we would love to have anybody on from the lacrosse yeah, team. Let's <laughs> not you. overstate our Thank interest. You. Just don't say just don't say Thank lax. you. 
Uh, all right, let's head behind the green wall where gymnastics is indeed going to lead because it was an incredibly exciting run uh, from the ladies' team. Uh, MSU uh, made it to the national regional finals, which I've been told uh, is the equivalent of a sweet sweet sixteen in uh, in the gymnastics world. So, a very impressive outing. Uh, the top two teams from that national regional final would have moved on and indeed did um, MSU. It, it came down to, I think a half a point, uh, the separation um, yeah. and uh, you know, it, an incredible run, uh, absolutely incredible run. Uh, Skylar Schultz. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, You're doing a great silent. job. Silent. <laughs> uh, we'll be heading to nationals, though, to compete on behalf of Michigan State on the balance beam. So, wow. So individual players can, or uh, players seems like the wrong word there. A- athletes. Games. Let's call them what they are. Athletes. Athletes. Competitors are able to compete on individual. Yeah, it seems, if I read the bracket yes, correctly, there's, uh, the, the, there's a handful of teams that move on in the sort of uh, you know, tournament style continues. Okay. Um, but that okay. at the national level, there are, um, I assume standouts, uh, that go on to compete, uh, individually. Okay. Um, and, wow. uh, Skyla for the record, freshman out of Bolingbroke. Yep. My understanding is the team's relatively young, like that there's something bright happening here. Huh. Well, in addition to going to the equivalent of the Sweet 16, Mike Rowe, uh, head coach, was yes. rated Big Ten Coach of the Year, which is very exciting. So uh, for a program that um, I imagine um, had some difficulty to overcome recently, um, not just the terrible coach that was able to languish in that position for a long time, but things that happened while she was coach. Um, fantastic to see yep. that uh, not a big only turnaround. They turned it around. They're having tremendous success. So very, very, very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this might be one of the better teams we've had in, in a number of decades. So um, not to begrudge any of the, the gymnasts who have been here in the past, obviously this is, but this is, uh, this is exciting. And, and there is indeed a youth movement there. That's, um, you know, hopefully years to come. Uh, we'll, we'll see continued success. Um, so congrats to the ladies, uh, and certainly good luck to Skyla. Um, we will continue to follow along and update probably with all of the intensity of this, this, uh, this particular segment here. Hang with us listeners. We're just finding out that gymnastics exists. So (laughs) we, we love to see Spartans be successful though. Um, all sports, uh, and I think we might have some softball to talk about at some point this year. It's Dude, like- I was walking on campus yesterday or the day before, and I meant to look this up afterwards. There were a ton of people at the softball stadium. I think we might be okay. Yeah. Something was going on. Yeah. People were excited about something. So maybe I'll be our, our man on the street at an upcoming softball game. And I would love to see you do a version that. of Billy on the street. Uh, <laughs> Just walking up to people. Ma'am for a dollar. <laughs> Name all nine players. <laughs> and who's my favorite? Oh! <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's chat a little bit about football. Uh, we, we got some additional player and coach availability in the media. My co-hosts, of course, are fully downloaded on all things that they said. Uh, we heard from uh, Chris Kapilovic, uh, 
Coach K, or Coach Cap, not Coach K. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead. Um, <laughs> no longer with us. Long live Izzo. Uh, Coach Cap uh, on on offensive line. Uh, we also got some BT Jordan uh, media availability as well as a uh, all uh, an all access. Um, the all access with with BT Jordan was really good. It's on YouTube. Yep. I recommend everyone go look it up. Um, you just get the the full comprehensive view of who he is as a coach and his back story. Uh, very exciting for him to, I mean, speaking about turning programs around, you know, apparently this is his second go around in college uh, coaching circles. So for him to have had that level of adversity, decide to, you know, re, you know, dedicate Reboot, himself yeah. to uh to the coaching craft and then to have the amount of success that he's having now fantastic story yeah i i thought the the media availability was interesting with him because they were they were talking first of all it's it's interesting because his background is as an offensive lineman mm-hmm. but he you know works with defensive linemen and and pass rushers now um and that his coaching got started when he got hurt as an offensive lineman um, that, you know, they, they sort of, he wasn't going to be able to play the rest of the year. So he was sort of brought on as a not grad assistant, but grad assistant, um, immediately. And that started coaching for him. But, uh, at Michigan state in his current role, the position group that he works with varies from day to day or type or time of practice to time of practice. So Mm -hmm. sometimes he's with linebackers, sometimes he's with cornerbacks, sometimes he's with safety, sometimes he's with you know, defensive linemen, um, and working on their particular efforts and pass rush, no matter what that may be. Um, so really, you know, I, I think a lot of folks maybe assumed that he was mostly with the DNs and a bit with the linebackers, but it sounds like he's, as he would say, crafting with each of them. Um, so that was interesting. The, Additional interesting note and not particularly exciting is that we are big time banged up at offensive line. When we uh, say not exciting, we mean big concern. Yes. <laughs> That's what that means. Is Brian uh, Green on campus yet? No. Okay. Great question. Brian Green is the Washington State transfer for anyone who uh, has been following along on the transfer shuffle. Um but no, Brian Green is not on campus yet. Neither is uh, Jerk Broussard, the okay. running back. Um, but with injuries right now, it is seven available linemen that they have. Uh, and my understanding is with the positions that they play, they can't really field a full offensive line. Mm. Um, Which limits what you can do in practice, unfortunately. Yes. Well, it's spring ball. So a little Still, bit of time. I mean, reps is reps is reps. And if you have to scheme yeah. your practices around mm. this lack of depth, I mean. Yeah, it sounds like some defensive linemen maybe are getting some reps at O-line. Um, and the, I, I think, I mean, if you're looking for a silver lining, this team was going to get younger pretty immediately right now anyway. And you're at least getting a lot more coaching to some guys that are probably going to need to step up next year. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a silver lining out of all of this, but 
it, it, the other problem with all of this, I mean, the, the, the other silver lining, if I may, is that oh, yeah. the offensive line is not very important. <laughs> so not a huge concern, not something that you need to. Keep why don't you, on. um, sure. yeah, why don't you, on that. why don't you put the inebriant down? You know, maybe you've had a little, a little bit already and we get, we're feeling good. Listen, when I watch football, I feeling stare at the good. ball as it goes from the quarterback's hand to the wide receivers. Yes. And where's the O-line in that? There's huh? not one. Alex do it, Plum. Do it where's fast the enough. O-line? Do it fast enough. You don't need one. Exactly. Uh, exactly. The the other challenge for the quarterback to the wide receiver formula in all of this is that uh, because they have so little offensive line availability right now, they are not actually able to run meaningful team reps. So it's not just the offensive line not getting reps that you would hope out of folks who are injured. It's that the rest of the team isn't able to practice as a whole team because they don't have enough people to play offensive line. And so this is injuries. I mean, Vandermark had his hand in a wrap. Apparently, Carrick's recovering from an ACL injury. We don't know the status of Horst, Duplain. Uh same of the same i think same was out there yeah same healthy but i mean like these are some names uh what's going yeah. on what what happened this i mean just too much too much in the weight room i mean what are we doing here guys we it, the weight room situation has been better as of late so i'm not quite willing to hop down that rabbit hole uh the i i mean they graduated a lot of people too. That's that's the other problem. That okay. this would be maybe a lot less concerning if they hadn't. I mean, remember last year they were playing two offensive lines, yeah, um, in, yeah. in rotation, and and a lot of those people are gone now. So, the names you knew, the problem is that they're hurt. Um, so, you know, this is this is a bit of a concern. I I do think this means we probably don't get a spring game that we. Yeah. We're going to get a spring Can game last like year. Yeah. Right. right. Um, it sounds like one person, unspecified who, but one person may be back before spring ball is done. But they're not going to rush anybody back. Let me ask spring ball. Let me ask this question, because this seems to be this seems really interesting to me, especially with mm-hmm. uh with the loss of uh of our boy, Mr. Walker. Uh Mr. Him. Kenneth Walker the third. He was great. Mm-hmm. With his departure, there is a just considering the importance he had and the importance, the centrality of the run game to the offensive line formation. And, and how, I mean, obviously Thorne was dynamic, you know, he was using, I mean, so it wasn't just, but the run game was, was certainly pivotal to our yeah. success this year. So now we've got several guys that are competing. Elijah Collins comes to mind uh, there. I, I know that there are more guys, but my, my point is uh, Jordan Simmons. I mean, there's more, but, what is the cost? Is there a cost? There has to be a cost. What is the cost to not being able to identify who fills, if anyone can fill Kenneth Walker's shoes, because you don't know how that offensive line scheme, the structure is going to work. Is there a cost right now that early in this, this early in the, this early in, in the spring season? So if I may rephrase your question back, hmm. are we, is there a cost to the running back core and working that situation out as a result of having issues with the offensive line? Yes. I would say that the answer to that is probably a little bit, but you were going to have issues figuring out regardless who the running back was regardless. So, yeah. 
I assume also we're not going to see a running back this year. No, okay. it's going to be committee. Yeah. So, um, and yeah. Uh, speaking of running back, though, weird. More than one coach has brought up Davion Prim. Uh, yeah. Unprompted brought up Davion Prim as someone. It's a good sign. Was, it's a good sign. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Davion Prim was a class of 2021 recruit. Um, and I, you know, I don't know that that means you're going to see a ton of Davion Prim on the field. We still are, do not have former PAC 12 offensive player of the year, uh, Jarek Broussard on campus yet. So, you know, TBD, but I assume that means at minimum, they like what he adds to their depth. Here's what I like about Davion Prim. Three-star like? trash recruit. Three-star trash recruit. I think first... Getting first back recruit. to our No, there's something there. Three-star... First had- recruit of Mel Tucker's era, I think. Is that true? The first so. uh, Mel verbal? I believe he was the first verbal, yeah. He His, had... Uh, he was only recruited by Mac schools. Four yes. Mac schools. I was just going to say, his uh, peer group for recruiting, not very impressive, but... That has tended to work out for MSU over the years. And Love he did go to, to Oak Park, it. which is a very fine football school. Yes, it is. So, all right. Uh, so I think that is sort of news and notes for football. Um, I, we may have some more questions about football later on, but uh, let's, uh, let's say a quick word on behalf of our sponsor. Uh, we want to, again, thank our new sponsor, Clada Coffee Roasters. They are a owned and operated by two MSU graduates, both of whom are Irish. They are not appropriating Clada. They are indeed Irish. And it's important to point out. Don't shake your head. That's important to point out. It's not that they are a Lansing-based company, and they offer 10 gourmet options, like a bold African blend or a complex Central American blend. Alex Plum indeed just tried the Nepalese coffee, and I believe you said it would have been fantastic around a campfire. It is the perfect blend of smoke and spice, which is not what you would think you would want in a coffee, but let me tell you, it actually comes out very balanced. It's a little earthy, but it is the perfect morning pick-me-up, throw it in the burr grinder, uh, and, uh, and off we go, off we go with our day. <laughs> I've got a question for, uh, my co-host, Mike Jones. What did we learn about Alex Plum that he looked at the menu of Colada coffee options and he was like, give me the most exclusive, send it to me from Nepal. Ooh. When you look at your options, I know you guys are all going to, what's the website? Drink Colada, <laughs> drink uh, yes. so yeah, drinkaladacoffee.com. You're going to look at the menu and you're going to say like, oh, there's some nice blends in here. Oh, Papua New Guinea. That's great. And then at the bottom, it's going to be like limited batch Nepalese $60 or something like that. And that was the thing that Alex Plum was like, send that to me. 60, $60. It actually wasn't a bag so much. It was a five gallon paint bucket full of <laughs> beans. They still had the leaves in them. But so, 10% off $60. So for you, only and 54 And that with, was it. With coupon code CRCW10, that makes all the difference when Listen. you're up in that 
rarefied, thin Nepalese air. And I'm going to say, you know, you throw a couple bowl weevils into the burr grinder, you're just <laughs> getting a little extra flavor. It just adds to the earthiness it's of just, the blend. It's just a little... Yeah. So visit drinkcladacoffee.com. That's C-L-A-D-D-A-G-H. Drinkcladacoffee.com and enter CRCW10 for 10% off your purchase. Try Clada Coffee the way coffee was meant to be. All right, gentlemen, before we head off Grand River, let's talk a little shooty hoops and the news that everyone wants to talk about. Davis Smith has entered the transfer portal. Tom Izzo has Bro. another scholarship that he needs to handle. Um, well, first off, we never, in our mathematics, never allotted David Smith, uh, Davis, Davis Smith, a, pardon, Davis Smith, a, uh, a scholarship. This one surprised me, though. Yeah. I I don't know if we're going to talk Max Christie here, yep. but this is the thing that makes me like a little bit concerned actually about things like how well are things in the program? How how is morale, I guess, is my question. Because Davis Smith had to know where he was going to be on this team when he decided to go to MSU. No, he earned a scholarship as a walk-on. So what I mean is I don't think he's transferring for playing time. I'm skeptical about that. That's what I'm saying. Well, it would, it will depend on where, when we find out that he's going to the university of Detroit mercy, I don't think we should be surprised that he's looking at his options. If he's, University of uh, Texas, El Paso, San Antonio. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I, I, but you're right. I mean, there is no other way to cut it. Uh, uh, say more about what you think the cultural considerations here, the um, team woes, maybe the dynamics that you're. Well, again, we've made the mistake of hitting uh, play without deciding what our editorial standards are hitting record. They're low. Um, what's that? Very low. We've decided. Well, I mean, well, I'm on this fucking thing, so the, yeah, that's a good point. So there are there is rumblings on message boards that Max Christie, who has uh, declared for the NBA drafts, but specifically not hiring an agent, may be more gone than that implies. So the originally the prevailing um, read on that situation was. He was a former McDonald's All-American. He got a lot of PT. It makes sense for someone like him to get evaluated in the NBA, come back to school. Free feedback. Yes. And we've seen that before. Gabe did that. Aaron Henry did that at all. Um, but recently, there has been more murmur that maybe Max Christie wasn't enjoying himself at times this year. And I don't. Usually you would hear about those type types of things over the course of the season, if it's true. But, and I mean, it's definitely true that just about every player at one point or another has thought about transferring. But there is a thought out there that maybe Max Christie is not coming back one one reason or another, either hmm. going to the NBA or going to the transfer portal. Hmm. Normally we- I would dispatch of those types of rumors, but the fact that Davis Smith and the legacy that he has here, this father and the decision that he made to come here at all uh, and called it his dream school, I believe, in his yeah, in his statement statement, which, you know, you say nice things in those statements. But if you're leaving because you don't like a place, you don't 
manufacture dream school. Um, that does give me some pause, some concern. Thoughts on that? It, it, for Davis Smith, it, it may well be, excuse me, that he may he may like being around basketball and want to play basketball. Yeah. I, like you could hold those two truths, not in tension with each other, that MSU was indeed his dream school is his dream school. He got to be part of something really spectacular here and, but enjoyed being around basketball, playing basketball in the practice squad wants to go. I mean, he played against big 10 competition the entire time he was here. I'm not saying at an elite level, but like, you know, he was in, MSU practices playing against them. He may say, I could, I could play at a, a mid major, a low major. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see, but re max, max Christie. Not only is this on the message boards, but certainly, uh, some folks in the media have noted that there are points in the time this year where max Christie was not enjoying himself. Well, fuck anyone watching the Spartans anytime in the last two and a half months could tell that he wasn't enjoying himself. We were enjoying. We weren't enjoying ourselves. ourselves. <laughs> but uh, then, but then, what the hell? I mean, because at the same, this is a two-edged sword here, and this is where, if it's true, and his and he does depart from the school, I'll never forgive him, because we. We did lean on him, but leaning on a player and giving him as many minutes as we did, as Izzo did for him, also comes with a certain amount of responsibility. Which he the most minutes a- of any freshman in which he absolutely history. failed to deliver on. So you don't get the platform and then get to just jump ship because it's convenient for you. So if the message boards are to be believed, and listen, he's allowed his discontentment, he's allowed frustration, he's allowed to not enjoy himself. I imagine every player goes through spells of that. At various points. Hell, if I was at an elite athlete playing at that level and performing as he did, I also would be not enjoying myself. In fact, I might be thinking about things a lot around how I could get fucking better. So my only point here is, don't fuck me on this one, Max Christie. You owe this program a fucking decent season. You owe us one. I... I do think Max uh, got a lot more leash than other guys tend to. I mean, I'm trying to think of the last freshman, and maybe it's Miles Bridges. It's Rocket that got the most leash. Well, that was Rocket as a sophomore, I think, that got the leash. And I think that was. I mean, I would say as a freshman, too, he got more than he deserved. Sure. Maybe just, maybe Tom is going soft. Anyway, there's nothing concrete here. I will say in my years following these types of rumors, they do tend to, there does tend to be a, if there's smoke, there's fire element to things, but it also tends to never be a hundred percent accurate. So there is probably something going on here, but it is not what's being said, but we'll see. We'll find out. I mean, either way, I, I think we can at least say that the podcast is in completely in favor of Max Christie going and getting an NBA evaluation, and no one begrudges him for entering the draft. He'd be foolish not to. I mean, he was on draft boards with a not good season. Fine. Yeah. Fine with all that, and also fine if he's disaffected. Fine that you're working that out. Let Coach know. Talk about it. Be honest about how you're feeling. I would hope Izzo would invite that, but you fuck me on this one. I'll fuck you like a dog. 
dog. Like more cuts. Dog. More cuts. No, we leave that in. Leave that one in. Max needs to know what he's up against here. <laughs> All right. Um, off Grand River. Should we go off Grand River? Sure. Uh, there is some happenings around sports in uh, in coaching circles. It seems that our man Thad Mata has come full circle back at the Butler University. Did you guys see this? Did you hear he about is, this? He is not an attractive person. I just physically, I just want to put that out there. I also love that this means Woodson has lost another coach. Yeah. Wait, was he on the staff at Indiana? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought all of this stuff was like Indiana was taking a hard look at him, but then decided to pass. But then he ended up as a, as an assistant coach there. Yeah. Really? No, that is. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, he was associate athletic director for men's basketball. He, t- he was not a coach. He was in an admin position specific to, a- to basketball. Interesting. Um, yes. And it, I clicked on the link for it on the iuhoosiers.com page, and I got a 404 error. Mm. So they've taken it down, but not well. Click on Dane's. See what you get for Dane. See if it's just his, you know, his resume. Um, uh, but, I mean, bad Butler grad, if memory serves. Um, and Butler, I think, was his first head coaching gig before he went to Xavier. Uh, I think it's a good match for him. Um, 404 error for Dane too. Okay. I, <laughs> I really hope Thad is feeling better. Like, and I yeah. mean that literally. Yes. Um, I hope that he's got this, you know, back pain thing under control a little bit. I, I know how difficult back pain can be. And I can imagine how difficult traveling to do recruiting and those types of things would be with that kind of physical ailment. Um, I, you know, I never had an ill will towards Thad Mata and his time in the Big Ten. And I mean, I, other than he was good, yeah, like I, I begrudged him because he was good. Yeah, I, I'd like to, I'd like to see him do well. I would have liked to have seen him here in a role like that. So, um, yeah, uh, best of luck to him. The other uh, coaching change is we know where Ron Burton landed. Of course, Ron Burton no longer with MSU football. Uh, mm-hmm. Announced a few months, a couple months ago at this point, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Now at Miami of Ohio, so um, a bit of a surprise to step down, but I think people timing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think it's a timing on the coaching carousel. That's what that is. I bet you he does not do more than one season at Miami of Ohio. Bounces back. I mean. How many guys were holdovers from D'Antonio into Tuck? Two. Two, yeah. Is that oh, including th- well, Harlan th- Barnett? Three, if you include Harlan Barnett. Who's the third? Remind me. Uh, let's face it. Former defensive coordinator. Oh, uh, yeah. That went to Cincy. Um, Trestle. Trestle, yes. Trestle. Uh, it's a it's an easy name to forget you know who thinks trestle when they think about football so um yeah so that basically uh, harlan barnett is all that remains that carries the the torch on this uh on this staff for the for the d'antonio years basically yes uh and you know it 
I wish Ron Burton well. Um, mm-hmm. We did talk about that there was maybe conversations around his departure that uh, indicated he wasn't a fit here any longer. But I at least feel encouraged that he will find future success no problem. And I'm pleased with the ways in which we have replenished our, our you know, our, our coaching tree, if you will. Um, so, um, anything else off Grand River we want to say, or do we want to hop to Twitter questions? We might as well go to Twitter questions, and we might as well uh, start with the one true Mike Jones, the better Mike Jones, who asks, uh, if you were qualified and had the opportunity to join the coaching staff of Izzo and Tucker today, who would you choose and why, Michael Jones? Mm. I don't imagine that either are particularly easy to work for. Um, Both demanding in their own ways. Yeah. Tom Izzo is always trying to get you on the show, you know, and that that's, that's a whole thing. Uh, it feels like football's the way to go, though, because if I flame out working for Coach Tucker, there are a lot of other jobs for you. There are fewer <laughs> basketball jobs that pay well and way more football jobs that pay well. There's definitely a lot more money in the uh, in the coffers over there at the football building. Uh, so that is probably the right way to go. Uh, also, dear listener, uh, your co-host, your preferred co-host, and we know this uh, empirically from the survey feedback, which we should do again, decided to leave the podcast long enough to go mix himself an entire drink. And miss the entirety of Off Grand River. <laughs> I looked at the outline, and everyone who just listened to this however many minutes that was knows it was not fruitful. It didn't contribute anything to sports. It was, in fact, in many ways, a stain on the podcast. And uh, and I like what do you got? A, what do you got? What are you drinking over there? Now? What do you what think you are? Be, other than beyond useless. <laughs> what is that? This is a gin drink with a little herbal infusion. Uh, from Gus and Gray. Gus and Gray. If you're at Eastern Market in Detroit on a Saturday morning, go look up Gus and Gray. They make candles. They make jam. Actually, I don't think they make candles. They make jams, and they also make <laughs> these herbal infusions that you can put in your cocktails. It's a cocktail syrup. That's what they are. They're cocktail syrups, and they are delish. This is the quince. 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 Quince, quince in quince. Hendrix with a splash of uh, soda water. No one cares. This isn't why they're listening to the podcast. It's a handsome glass. Uh, I believe yes, actually there's literally a question coming up later on that asks, what are you drinking? It's a handsome glass that truly needs to be seen to be believed. Dear listeners. I have a set of four rocks glasses. They all have different neighborhoods I've lived in in the city of Detroit. You can get them at uh, City Bird or Nest in Midtown. Why aren't we? See, I should be the one arranging our sponsorships. And Alex. you could arrange with Clot of Coffee Roasters. Drink clotofcoffee.com, CRCW10, 10% off. Uh, also, Alex, we can't have more than one sponsor. So if you would like to get a sponsor, by all means. <laughs> but uh, also go to drinkclotofcoffee.com. Literally anything to the point. Uh, again, uh, the, uh, the coupon code, uh, CRCW10. Uh, drinkcloudacoffee.com. Uh, next up from uh, Mike Jones. This is who we're hearing from now. Uh, Plum is is Mike Jones. Yeah. And for you, uh, there seems to be a little momentum towards Joey returning. If we win the Natty next year, will at Plum Alex get a Joey Tramp stamp? So Joey needs to be on the team and we need to win the Natty. 
And if those two things happen, and I haven't done something physically to myself to prevent this, I will absolutely get a tattoo involving Joey Hauser in some form or fashion on my physical person. And it'll just say hill person. Yeah. <laughs> like hayseed hill person. I'd love, like I'd love a uh, sort of wall street journal esque picture of, oh, of Joey yeah. Hauser's head mm. with just a, a little comic a speech bubble coming out saying, hi guys. <laughs> uh, yes. Right on the ass cheek, right on the ass cheek. Uh, all right. Next up from Mike Jones, outside of us knocking rat face out of the tournament, could you have wrote a better ending to his career? Outside of going like 0-30, which would have been also very welcome? Quite welcome. That would have been my preference. Thank you, Mike Jones. Uh, yeah, I... God, they're going to write a book about that game. Someone's going to write so. a book about that game, and I'm not going to buy it. But mm-hmm. I will have to see it on store shelves, and then I will... Um, Burn books, because yep. you enjoy burning books. Yep. I just hate thought. <laughs> uh, Mike Jones also adds shout out to Izzo's therapist too. I like that there had to be a second uh, for winning the can't read can't write pick'em group has Kansas winning it all and the only person with a champion still alive uh, curious who that person is but congrats to you congrats <laughs> alright uh, next up from Nick Kamansky. Uh oh welcome back Nick it's been, a, it's been a minute someone's been focused on Consecutive Sweet 16s, it seems. Uh, ugh. Twitter question power rankings are the only thing to get me out of bed in the morning. What gets you out of bed in the morning? For me personally, it's ways to disappoint Nick Kamansky. Next up from Nick Kamansky. How many questions were allotted per week in this year's rendition of the power rankings contest? Does anyone want to tell him that it hasn't started yet? I know. None of these guys? I know. You guys, te- you guys teased this, and I think unfairly, on the Twitter machine, and that is unfair. And Nick Kamansky can be forgiven for wondering salient details to the competition. He's a competitor. He wants to win. Yeah, but he wants... Plum, uh, Plum, you'll be here for the entirety of the summer, right? You're not going to take months off at a time? I am here right now, so why... I'm, I'm why? all about being present. I'm, I'm always present when I'm here. I'm unless I'm in the moment and nowhere laundry. else. <laughs> unless, unless I'm off uh, pouring myself a Hendrix gin drink. <laughs> uh, Plum, uh, I'll leave it to you. First of all, question. Yes. Rapid fire here. Okay. How many questions per listener? Three. How many months does the competition run? Two. And does it reset at the end of month one? Oh my God. That's a nice way of saying month one doesn't matter. matter. No, it would be head to head against two people for the last month. What? No, that's too long. I think it's different. I think we do four weeks or a month. We do a month. And then there's like a tournament style. So it's like, then we have one or two weeks where the top two go head to head. What? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, we'll flush know. it out later on. Don't worry about it. We'll no, fix this, this is great. Uh, and finally from Nick Kamansky, uh, guys, what is your favorite version of below deck? Options are original, the original flavor, uh, Mediterranean sailing or down under. Well, if you go below deck, aren't you always down under? We've been trying to keep this PG-13. Oh, you made that explicit? We've been trying to keep this PG-13, but then here you come in with your potty mouth. Your potty mouth. Have either of you 
Have you have either of you watched uh, Below Deck? People no, like but it. what is it? What is it? Is it uh, is it pornography? It's a Netflix dating slash reality show. Oh, Below Deck, Dane Under. <laughs> but aren't they employees that. of uh, some sort of yacht or something? Yacht? Yacht. The yacht. As it's known. Uh, next up from Spartan18771, if Tom Izzo had a Twitter account, what would his handle name and his profile picture be? be? Uh, he would have one of the eggs. Like, he would not have a picture. <laughs> He'd be an egg on the bird app. Aww, yeah. And old, his handle would be uh, Tom Izzo for real. I hate you. Do not follow me here. This will be blank. Yes. Eight seven three five two nine. <laughs> it would be seven. Yeah, it would be zero. No, it would be one. T Izzo and his social security number because he wouldn't like really think about it. Like last four of the Soch, you know. Uh, also, uh, real shout out, real quick to Spartan eighteen seven seven zero. We're talking about additional sponsors. Apparently, Spartan eighteen seven seven zero makes replica custom helmets, like Spartan helmets, like football helmets. Yeah. Uh, so maybe if we finally close on a house for the office, I may have to pick one of those up. I would love one of those, like, like a small one, like framed on a pedestal or something that I could have in the background here on the, in the uh, cabinet. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Spartan 18770 or whatever the fuck. This is your free advertising. This is your advertising, your advertisement, as it were. Come up with a name. Will we, look at us. Fuck. And then and then uh, go to uh, have a coupon code. Can't read, can't write 10. 10% off. Drink a lot of coffee. Roasters.com. I don't, I don't know. What it oh, is. my gosh. All right. Uh, finally. Even more live reads than Graham County. Spartan 1877. Uh, eat shit, Putin. And no, Michigan. You, you skipped over the question. And that's the real travesty, the whole three. thing. Yeah. I went to number three. Second from Spartan 18770. Michigan State actually was the first school in the state to wear the winged helmet in 1934. Oh! How great of a troll job would it be if Tucker rolled into Ann Arbor wearing a green and white winged helmet next October? I think we also, I think the original winged helmet was uh, brown and black. The the wing was black, maybe? Something like that. I seem to remember seeing that. I mean, that would make sense with a leather situation. Yep. Um, leather daddy. <laughs> that's how the guy should go to Ann Arbor next season. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> Harnesses. Really make a splash. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would. Here's the not thing. the only troll great job troll. that would be happening. Great troll, but the thing is, I would not be able to divorce myself from the opinion that those are ugly helmets. Huh? And I am fine with them taking those away. Now, is that because they were made of leather? No, no, no. I'm saying the winged helmet. I I think is not aesthetically pleasing. I think it's. Ah. So ah. I think it looks stupid. What about small replicas that could be framed or put on pedestals? In green and white, maybe? Okay. 18... Uh, still, no, I no, I think it's ugly. All right. All right. Uh, Eat shit, Putin. <laughs> and, and Michigan. Michigan. And Michigan. That's nice. Uh, I next can sign that. From Daddy Hogard. Daddy. First time. Daddy. Should be Zaddy Hogard. Get that, get that straight. Uh, will any of our injured linemen be healthy for the spring game? Okay. Uh, it sounds like maybe one. 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 Maybe maybe one. TBD on who? 
And uh, <laughs> next up from Daddy Hogard, uh, is the transfer window for football over? as in the big name transfers, or will we see a few more big names after the spring season? I'm going to answer that one. It doesn't matter. And by the way, we don't want big names. We want Kenneth Walker, the third kind of names. They don't got to be big baby. Uh, Zaddy Hogard. Uh, the answer is define big names because like to Michigan state, like if Elijah Collins left, that would be a big name leaving us. And at one point in time was a thousand yard near thousand yard rusher in the Big Ten. Which is exactly what whatever team gets him would say. We'll be, be saying like, this is a former him. thousand yard rusher in the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> so uh will names pop up absolutely after the spring. There's another flurry of it, but it's worth remembering that Michigan State has one spot that they can use left. And I wouldn't be surprised if they use it. I just uh, I rather I'd be surprised if they don't use it. I would be surprised if they got someone who was of consequence, though. Like mm. that's a I I would bet more than anything that that is a depth play than it more than it is a we're getting a starter. Like if you got the scholarship, use the scholarship. Yeah. Next up from Joe Ashworth, Sophie's Mel Tucker, choice. Not Tom Izzo. What? Mel Tucker will use the scholarship. Oh yeah, there's going to be at least one banked <laughs> basketball scholarship next year. Well, because they carry over. I mean, in a couple of years, he'll be able to put 32 guys on the team. Those are rollover minutes slash uh, slash scholarships. Uh, Next up from Joe Ashworth, Sophie's choice, colon, Izzo lands a high-end transfer, point guard slash, or power forward slash uh, center, and Christy goes pro, or Christy comes back and Hauser stays slash no big transfer. No transfer big. I take the transfer big. Uh, you you, you need a set. You need a center. Mm. You, you mean to tell me that you want to roll into next season with Madi Sissoko and Julius Marble, and that's it? That's because because Hauser gone. No, that's a Hauser stay. No, yeah. no, no. Uh, yeah. St- no. Still, I'm t- I'm taking I'm taking the high end power forward center. But what if that personally? St- well, I guess that's some part of the question. I'm taking the other side of this. I'm taking the other side. I'm taking the I. You know, Joe. I what I want to say, Joe, is well done. You coming yeah. up with an with an aspirational because you know that neither of these things are going to happen. Not only won't we land the power forward center, Max Christie is also going to leave. And so is Joey Hauser. So that's what's going to happen. And I really appreciate you playing make believe with us here on the pod, so that we Plum can just- basically thinks that we're going to have the LSU basketball <laughs> situation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did I see go all Tigers? 13, all thirteen of the players have left the program. There right now on paper, there is no LSU basketball team. <laughs> Love that for them. Uh, yeah, honestly, and that's the problem. Is that we well, wait? They're postseason banned, right? So they won't even get transfers. Uh, I mean, they can have guys come back from the transfer portal. We've seen that happen before, and they'll get recruits. Someone, someone will sign up for that. Yeah. Uh, next up from Joe Ashworth, uh, Sophie's Choice Part Two. Great. This is going to be a fun group of questions. Uh, between now and whenever Tom Izzo retires, would you rather <laughs> win a national championship in basketball or football? This is great summer fodder 
Joe Ashworth putting it on the line before we're even counting. Honestly, he should have held these for the power rankings. This is Joe. This is a good tune-up. You put your best out there in spring break or spring spring practice. I would say that you can set Tom Izzo aside. Effectively, would you prefer a championship in basketball or football? Well, it's, I think the question is. I think Tom Izzo is relevant in the sense that it would give Tom Izzo a second natty. I guess it's also relevant in that it means that you could get a natty in the next few years. It doesn't necessarily mean that football wouldn't be able to get a natty after that. Yeah, I'm taking then, the Izzo natty. I'm taking the Izzo natty. Yeah, I have to, too. I have to. Honestly, and then Tom Izzo retires after that. You know he does. Yeah, he's he not absolutely he's not does. Another year. Yeah. I'm going to take the football natty. Hey! You're a real shitbag. Yeah. You know that? Tom's got one. He's already got one. You're I would like him to have two, but if I had my druthers. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm with you on the football natty, but I mean, I just. Shit and piss. Look at what you're doing to the podcast here, Joe. Uh, and then finally, Sophie's Choice Part 3. Dwayne Stevens takes a non-MSU head coaching yes. gig this offseason or agrees to a new contract. That's not a Sophie's Choice. No, th- this, is not. Your, this is not a Sophie's Choice you, at all. Joe, strong segment, then really tanked at the end. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Stevens, go get your bag, man. No, but like really go get your bag. Um, And then uh, John, John Hubbard is up next. Can we expect Plum to shift to a soccer expert role as the World Cup approaches? Much as he was the COVID expert during the worst of the pandemic. I will be trying to get tickets at least to one of the group stage matches in Qatar this uh, this November. So that is you're going to go to Qatar. I would love to go to Qatar. How dare you support to go? Yeah, to go stand on the backs rights. of all of those human rights atrocities. My question is, will they allow us to drink in Qatar? No, I am planning on going out to, uh, I am planning on being out in Qatar. I actually would love to go to a group stage game. It's probably some ethical considerations I need to think about, but. Yeah, uh, we just brought those up. Yeah. Thanks for phrasing that like it just occurred to you and it wasn't something that we talked about already. <laughs> didn't To the listener, I didn't know where the cut was going to happen because I said some horrible things. Thanks. Uh, next up from John Hubbard on follow-up. What does Plum make of the U.S.'s draw? Uh, yeah, that's actually a really good question. England, uh, we could actually be, so here's how it works. There's a draw. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, you remember Agnes or what was her name? The channel four in Detroit. She was, did the lottery like every day for 400 years. Are you, uh, are you little balls? Is this your audition for yeah. being I would, our, our listen? Soccer and I would do it. And, and they she pull they pull it out, and they're, that's the country. And so anyway, then you're selected into groups. The top two teams from each group, after all of the teams have played each other, advance to the uh, the knockout right, the knockout stage. Anyway, we're in group. I don't know what the letter is, but we're playing England. We're playing Iran. B. Okay, fine. Uh, England, Iran, United States, and the Euro playoff, which is going to be Wales versus whoever wins between Scotland and Ukraine, I think. So one of those three. I'm rooting for Ukraine. Go Ukraine. Please beat Scotland. Then also beat Wales. And then we will beat you. (laughs) Yes, we will. And I'm hoping, you know, we'll we'll get a nice big check, you know, a nice big defense check. Iran is right. not very good. We should have no trouble dispatching Iran. So that's great. And wouldn't we love to see that USA versus Iran? Wouldn't I love to watch USA Iran in Qatar? Yes. Yes, I would. Yes. Think I of would. the atrocities. Think of them. Count them. 
and finally, Greg described this year's Final Four less Nova as the evil empire. Objectively speaking, college basketball, big picture terms, does MSU belong in that same category? Never, John. Never. So also, just objectively, no. Right? Or unless you're saying that everyone of some kind of basketball worth goodness would be yeah. no i i think there are other high performing basketball teams that i wouldn't put in the evil empire nova who went to another final four this year would be in there um they've got two national championships in the last 10 years um what are other semi successful basketball kansas. teams that i i mean of the two i want kansas to get it but i'm not happy yeah, about but it. but it is amazing that how long ago did Bill Self like we're in a Will Wade situation with Bill Self? Yuck. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a sort of Damocles kind of hanging over that program as well, a little bit. Sort wow. of Damocles, you are reprehensible, wow. sir. I I think I'm just outdid Plum on the can't read, can't write, not living up to the brand. Wow, I'm All deeply right. hurt. So now that I've proven that uh, I can listen to audiobook, uh, next up from the Keith Ski, what kind of individual football recruit committing will make you realize Tuck has arrived? Give me a give me a five star, baby. Go get me. I also a... don't, I don't I don't know that Tuck ever has the arrived energy. I think it's always Tuck coming. He's got that MSU chip on his shoulder. I think that's right. Time. I think that's right. It's certainly what I want it to be. I mean, you know, in fairness. To Mel Tucker, he he's kind of late to the game on getting a program of this stature, considering all that he's accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, been passed over um, plenty of times. I I think he does have that. Like I, he strikes me as a uh, as Lin Manuel Miranda once wrote, "Never satisfied." kind of individual i've never been satisfied well we'll talk about that after the podcast uh you can help me you can help me kevin there it is next up we'll talk about that after the podcast next up uh from the key ski what are you drinking plum you already described it but check back in with the key ski for me it's great keith have it gray and gus or gus and gray or some other a combination of G words. You, you'll find him. Uh, elixirs, uh, potent potables, uh, cocktail syrups, and the like. Just go down to the the Detroit farmers. Come on market down. And just be like down to the Eastern G- Market. G's G brand. G man, you there? Come, give me my syrups. Give me my cocktail elixirs. You have a tincture on hand. Mmm. Uh, Jonesy, Greg, uh, I'm uh, finishing a Modelo, and I'm about ready to switch to a slightly mighty by Dogfish Head. When you say Modelo, do you mean Especial or Negra? Especial. Boo. Yeah, hiss, wrong choice. Hiss. Wrong choice. Negra is clearly better. Literally and superior. I, as a native son of the Great Lakes State, am sipping on a fine uh, vintage 2022 Oberon. <laughs> I had one on draft at lunch, so that is how we do it well in done. Michigan. Well done. Well done. It's felt like a really Oberon week this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up from Mr. Neurotic Pants, Raymond Chains by another name. Uh, so it is true that... DeRitter? Uh, oh, the, the, the DeRitter and Kruger brothers transferred away, question mark. So this is hockey. We're going into uh, hockey, which... 
Uh, we we need our Jer for this. Uh, if so, wouldn't you have to characterize MSU as a defeated program? Flog Denton Cole, exclamation point. Uh, how do you begin to rebuild? So we do need our Jer for this. Um, there has been some significantly, you know, we, we talked about maybe morale issues in basketball, but there yeah. has been some talent yeah. that I know MSU hockey faithful were expecting to see come back that, uh, they will not be seeing come back, uh, primarily to Ritter, um, having a goaltender like that proved valuable for this team, even as it failed spectacularly at times this year. Um, I, I don't know what Dan Cole could possibly do at this point. I think probably by what does any Alan metric. Haller do at this point in time, though, other than empty the money bags and what money bags those keep getting emptied. Yeah, no, no, I'm, that's what place. I'm saying. Like what, what else is there to do? I'm not suggesting there's a, a you know, millions and millions for hockey to, for him to just dump out. But like, what else is he supposed to do? I John Beeline at one point, was told by the University of Michigan, you got to show us something or you're gone. And I would probably give a similar statement to Dan Cole. Just like, listen, there's nothing here. Even the recruiting, as I understand it, is only on the like somewhat uptick. Um, you, I would be like, I need a plan from you. Hmm. Uh, otherwise, we're going another direction. But we need to go in another direction as a podcast and get Jared on to talk about that. Uh, next up from Mr. Neurotic Pants, what would a Tom Izzo anime be about? A laser sword fight with Joan Howard, animation of his NCAA championship game, a prequel about his origins in the wild UP. I will take that. I will take that last one, please. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, Mooch is going to be there too. Mooch is a sidekick. Yeah, Mooch is a sidekick, and they're off. They're having adventures, and, and they're eating pasties in the woods. And then oh, they... having a little pasty with brown gravy. <laughs> brown gravy. And finally, Grooch, what is it that makes the, quote, Alex Plum difference? Is Plum wine better than Jones's whiskey? Jones whiskey. Jones whiskey. Plum wine better than Jones whiskey. Oh, they're both. Now they, look who can read. They're both. They both have their own little signature zest to them. Ooh. I like them both in certain ways. Pick a side, you. F- All right, then it's plum wine. It's yes, plum wine. yes, I knew it. Ah, that's right. That's right. Anything uh, that we can do to just further undermine Joe's podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna like one week. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna hop in the outline and <laughs> and then just not show up for the show and then we'll do a wellness check and danny will be like i haven't seen michael in three days yes also Uh, in the national guard next up maple leaf asks one read this one first colin kaepernick (laughs) this is because we've been having difficulty i think yeah with the order colin kaepernick who's invited as an unaware captain to u of m's spring game Bravo to Harbaugh, she adds, no matter how competitive the U of M MSU rivalry. Where do you think Kaepernick will end up for a quote unquote second chance? I hope it's somewhere fitting of his integrity and sagacity. Uh, I don't think he ends up anywhere. So uh, I don't, I appreciate Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick. I want to say that I, 
fully support, you know, kneeling during the national anthem, bringing, you know, those issues to, uh, to national debate. He did have a workout a couple of years ago now. And when I read about his performance and there's videos that you can watch of that from people in various areas that know how to evaluate these things better than me, it seemed that it was pretty mid and he was already a dude that did get benched when he was still in the NFL. I don't think he's a NFL quarterback anymore. And that's fine. It's been years at this point in time. Yeah. You don't just walk back into the NFL and perform. His career is over. So. Yes. And wildly supportive of what he did. Very clear. Yeah. Wildly supportive. And he got a settlement from the NFL. He got a bag and he deserved it. Yep. So I like I'm appreciative of what he did and the you know, uh, conversation that he raised and his willingness to, you know, put his, uh, livelihood on the line like that, but he's no longer a NFL quarterback. So coaching is the answer. Sure. Coaching yeah. is where he gets his second chance. All right. What do we read second for Mamopoly? Second, read this one next. Part of Colin Kaepernick's message to the student athletes was how do I improve myself better myself every day? What did each of you do today to better yourself? Well, I wish I read this question earlier. I did absolutely nothing to better myself today. No. Like, what? come on. It's Sunday. We record on Sunday. This is God's day of rest. Oh, you were pandering. Someone had to. Uh, I packed today. Why? So Where are you going? We're moving. Did you buy a house? Too soon, man. <laughs> Two offers in, like, waiting to hear back. All right. Well, one will land, I'm sure. I celebrated my mother's birthday. But did this better you? Well, it certainly didn't hurt. I'll tell you that. It certainly didn't hurt. I took a nap. Took a two oh, hour nap. Oh, that, that betters you. Yes. That's what happens when you have an overrun or two at lunch. It becomes nap time in the early afternoon. And three. So now this question is last in order. Why does can't read, can't write, not have one of those Twitter verification logos in your name? Mean. How do we even know that you're authentic? Mean. Mean. I, why you got to do this to us, Mopoly? So cruel. Yeah. So cruel. You know how sensitive we are about that. Uh, we are blue check in our minds, and that's all that matters. Also, uh, I can assure you that Kevin Grek is not his most authentic self on this podcast. <laughs> Maple Leaf, I can assure you that this is not true, Kevin Grek. You are not interacting with the real Kevin Grek. Next up, Upper Deck Jerk Guy. I like to are make we... a lot more fart noises in person. <laughs> and Upper Deck Jerk Guy, are we doomed next year? This is open to interpretation, and I'm choosing to interpret this as a basketball question. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, No. I'm gonna say no, no. I think mm. I, I I'm with you on no. I think yeah. you're doomed, upper deck jerk guy. Doomed yeah. to have a another poor showing in That's the it. can't read, can't is. write, there it Twitter is. questions. That's the one. Can we talk about worst case scenario for a second? Here? Mm-hmm. Has he ever won? Has upper deck jerk guy ever won the can't read, can't write Twitter questions? 
John won it. Hold on. Focus up. Yeah. Doomed. Max Christie leaves. Yeah. Joey Hauser gone. Yeah. No big man out of the portal. That's your worst case scenario, right? Yeah. Okay. I would point out, you still have a ascendant AJ Hogard. Mm-hmm. You still have Tyson Walker, who got better as the year went on. Also well. got and has gotten taller in the offseason, such as it's been for the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I like that. Uh, Paul sneaks in, measures him every night. Uh, oh, he's laying down. <laughs> the you would have uh, with Max Christie gone, that would give Jade Nakins and Pierre Brooks probably a, a clear runway. Um, and you would still have Malik Hall there, and you'd have Julius Marble, who's a defensive nightmare at times, but has shown consistency offensively. And in this situation, Madi Sissoko would sell his soul and become a productive member of the basketball team. Yes. I would go so far as to say that that is a team that probably still makes the tournament. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm just saying. Well, because bodies are going to come out of the transfer portal. It's not like there's not going to be any ah, transfer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would be impossible if <laughs> they're not going to LSU. <laughs> yeah. So, And truly, there are literally more names in the transfer portal than there are scholarship spots available. Indeed. So we will. I mean, I love that Tom Izzo gave preferred walk-on spots to someone who graduated. Yes. God, Tom. Anyway, we're not, we're not doomed. We're fine. fine. Uh, Next next up from the upper deck jerk guy is Joey coming back guys. No less confident than I was last week. Yeah, he's not. He's not. I, for some reason, maybe this was a fever dream moment said several weeks ago of the three. I thought Joey was most likely I'm going to double down on that and say, sure. He's had opportunities. There's nothing stopping him from making an announcement right now. Yeah. The Uh, longer it goes on. His brother was asked if he knew what Joey was doing. And he he said, said no idea. Mm -hmm. So I thought for sure he was just done with basketball. I mean, he'd get to come in and have another free year of education. If that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Maybe he's trying out for the golf team. Oh, wait, this that's a spring sport, right? Yeah. Or fall sport? Well. Go for it. Fall sport. Fall sport. Yes. Cause fall the, sport. the James Pyatt stuff happened in the fall, which we didn't even talk about that. Masters is happening. Yeah. He's playing. Yep. So I don't know anything about it though. You know, I, I, I don't care about golf. Like Tiger's also playing, maybe. Sincerely, I could not care less about okay. golf. I would rather talk about other things than golf. I was going to say I'd rather talk about women's gymnastics, <laughs> and then I and then I another said cut, it. and then I said it. I'm not cutting it. I'm leaving it in. I deserve it. Uh, next up from Upper Deck Jerk Guy, and finally, how much more likely is it that basketball will get a national championship before football? Uh... It's, I, it's, I would say, I would say this: the likelihood of that is decreasing every year. That's yeah. it, logarithmically. I could because, add, yeah, because I think Ugh. Mel Tucker's recruiting at a level that I suspect we are closer to that conversation in football than we ever imagined. Well, and at a level that Tom Izzo was once capable of and has apparently 
well, Max Christie was a five star. Oh, talk to me when he fucking comes back next season. Until this then, you can the take your. Until then, you can talk. You can take your five star Max Christie. And you can. This is the measure of of, of recruiting, according to uh, Alex Plum. How many McDonald's All Americans do you have that come back as sophomores, Tom? <laughs> This is the measurement. This is how I measure recruiting. That's my. Oh, I'm gonna drink my uh, fancy the bitters and and Hendrix. There's no bitters in this drink. You. I don't know. I don't know. I, listen, I just gin drink. And just He's pop, drinking gin and jam. I just gin and jam. Pop the top on my Oberon like a red-blooded Michigander. I don't wow. know anything about this other stuff. Wow. The homophobia out of you right now, <laughs> really, Greg. It is kind of trafficking. Just you know, <laughs> but you know who would go over well with? It'd go over well with a gaze for Trump. So you know, you might have a market there. All right, the log. This is now a log cabin podcast. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Swear to God, if Max like, you know what? This program. He's right. <laughs> this has definitely been our least productive podcast, but I think maybe some of the harder laughs, many of which have been I'm not sorry. by the And I'm not sorry. Plot. Yeah, I'm not sorry for it. Uh, and so uh, Greg has plenty of editing to do. So Drink Clotta. Say- <laughs> Drink Clotta, everybody. CRCW 10. 10% off. All right, go green. Go white. Go white.